Today we celebrate one of the events of the Epiphany, the baptism of Jesus Christ. Remember that at the Epiphany we celebrate three revelations of Christ to all the world. There's the visit of the Magi, the baptism of Christ, and the wedding at Cana. But today we specially focus on the baptism, where Jesus Christ was revealed to us as the beloved Son of God, in whom he is well pleased. If we look at the baptism of John the Baptist, it's not exactly like ours. There are a lot of similarities. It prefigured ours, but it is different. It could only happen once, because it was supposed to be a moment of conversion in someone's life. They were supposed to leave their unrighteous life, full of sin and belligerence to God's law, behind, and replace it with a life full of righteousness. To the Hebrew people, righteousness meant living in accordance with the law that they had been given by God. As part of this baptism, often it was expected that they would confess their sins, much like we do in the sacrament of confession. In the Jesus of Nazareth series, Pope Benedict tells us that this was a fairly common occurrence with the various types of baptism that they had at this time, that they would confess their sins and leave them behind as they entered into a new life. But Jesus Christ was God. He didn't need conversion to change his life. He was already living with God because he was God. He didn't need baptism to cleanse him from sin because being God, he cannot sin. Like, it's a square circle kind of a thing. The two cannot exist together. And yet he received baptism from John anyway. So why is that? He tells us in one of the other gospel accounts that he does this to fulfill all righteousness. And the catechism tells us that it was a part of his act of emptying himself to save us. In plain English, what that means is that by going through with baptism, Jesus Christ lowered himself even to where all of the sinners are joining them in every single way, including repentance and conversion, except for the actual action of sin. He went through that ritual process. And by doing this, not only did he join us, but he took the yoke of sin which belongs to us and took it upon himself. He truly entered into the human condition. We kind of have to put baptism next to the crucifixion to understand this. He received baptism and took our sins upon himself, and he carried them with him to the cross. They were nailed with him to the cross. He conquered them and opened heaven for us. At his baptism, Jesus accepted the law upon himself and the penalties associated with it so that he could save us. 
in our own baptisms that we have all experienced. Some of us right back there. In fact, there was a kid today who got baptized. What a great day to get baptized, right? On the baptism of Jesus. But in our own baptisms, we died with Christ and were reborn as children of God. We died to this world and became new creations. Our old lives are converted. Our sins, even original sin, is forgiven and wiped away. But unlike in John's baptism, since we've participated in Jesus Christ's passion, we are now adopted sons and daughters of God. Our souls have been imprinted with a mark that will never leave us for all of eternity, marking us as belonging to him. And it's that mark that allows us to be recognized when we meet him at the gates of heaven. Let's look at what happened in the gospel today because it illuminates our own life. The heavens were torn open when Jesus received the baptism, which reminds us that the only way we can get into heaven is through Jesus Christ. The, the Spirit descends like a dove. It doesn't say it was a dove. It was like a dove. Which means that the gifts that God gives even to his son are imperceptible to us. They are beyond our comprehension and our understanding. We can compare things to it, but we can never quite put it into words, the gifts that God desires to give to us. It's the unexplainable mystery of grace. And then the Spirit descends upon Jesus. He receives these gifts from his Father, just like we receive gifts from God every day of our life. Oftentimes we don't see these gifts. They're the invisible gifts of grace that sustain us and keep us going, keep us following the way. But they're always coming down to us. And then there's the voice which says, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. It reminds us that at our baptisms we were marked as sons and daughters of God. And God desires to be pleased with us. That's why he gives us all those graces and gifts, so that we can be with him for all eternity, pleasing in his eyes. Another thing that we see in this gospel is the first revelation of God as the Trinity. Before this, in the Old Testament, they sometimes talk about the Spirit, they sometimes talk about the Word, but they just are talking about God in different ways. Today we see the Father speaking, the Spirit descending, and the Son receiving all at once. Three actions at the same time. We see three persons in one divine Godhead. That's an important one. That's one we need to see there. And then finally, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this testimony that St. John is talking about. The testimony of the Spirit 
we see. The testimony of the water. If you look throughout the Gospels, water obeys Jesus Christ. And that's important because to the Hebrew people, water means a lot of things. It's the place of terror and evil if it's in the sea. They talk about the depths of the water. And that's a frightening thing. That's where all the sunken ships went. So many people lost their lives to it. It's also an instrument of cleansing to the Hebrew people. But it always obeys the commands of Jesus Christ. At the wedding at Cana, the water became wine. The storms on the sea were calmed at his word. Nature obeys God. That is its testimony to Jesus Christ. And then finally, the blood gives testimony. The water and the blood poured out from the side of Christ at his crucifixion. The blood by which we are saved. The blood in which we participate every time we celebrate Mass together. We too can give testimony to God through the Spirit, the water, and the blood. By living our lives full of faith, we give testimony through our spirit. We give testimony through water in a sense when we live our lives purely with virtue. And in the sense of blood, when we dedicate our love to God and place him above all things so that we can love him with all of our heart and our soul and our body and our mind. As we go through this week, let us try to give our best testimony to God that we can. Let's celebrate that wonderful gift of baptism, prefigured in Christ and given to us as a sacrament. Because it's through that wonderful sacrament that we draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation.